Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So the FDA has recalled another batch of hand sanitizers. They have been found to contain poisonous substances which can cause blindness and seizures. Now you think to yourself, how many people are drinking their hand sanitizer? Well, it could happen. (laughs) It could happen. And if you do, uh, you run the risk of going into a coma, seizures, permanent blindness, permanent damage to the central nervous system, and quite possibly death. That's from the FDA, not me. So whatever you do, don't drink the hand sanitizer under the heading Adams Polishes Hand Gels. Okay? Don't do it. Now, really, you don't want to even rub it on yourself. I mean, we already had the big recall not long ago where they were saying that uh, the hand sanitizer had uh, benzene in it, which is a cancer-causing chemical. But now, uh, methanol is a type of alcohol used to make plastics, paints, car parts, and building materials. That's what's in Adams Polishes hand sanitizers. Don't drink it. And don't, you know what? They don't even want you rubbing it on your on yourself, okay? So they, of course, Adams Polishes are voluntarily recalling batch 133475 plus a further 19 batches as a precautionary measure out of an abundance of caution although they don't say that here (laughs) it's a precautionary measure yes of course if you own any of the recalled products throw them out or take them back and get your money back from where you purchased them they're probably going to give you your money back anyway so just go there and tell them yeah i had some adam's hand sanitizer and i had to throw it out because it could kill me So I'd like my money for Adams Polishes hand sanitizer, please. Go ahead. Give it a shot. But uh, as of right now, uh, no one has been hurt or made sick from contaminated products. You never know, though. So just watch yourself out there. Because if you have Adams Polishes hand sanitizers... And you were thinking, you know, when I get thirsty, I'm going to go ahead and drink this. Sure, all I have is the four-ounce bottle. But what about the people with the eight-ounce, 16-ounce, and one-gallon bottles? What about those people? Right? So be careful. And look, even if you rub it on yourself, you know, you could, it's absorbed into your skin. You inhale it. You ingest it. Skin contact. Eye contact. You you may not even know have symptoms until 72 hours after ingesting it. So you can drink it and then all of a sudden you've got amnesia, vomiting, anorexia, diarrhea, abnormal liver function and hallucinations. You might not blame it on Adam's polishing hand sanitizers, but that's exactly what it is. So check your cupboards right now. Check your shelves, check your bathrooms, whatever you have. Do not use Adam's polishing what's the name of this company adams polishes hand gels (laughs) i'm not it's terrible that's a terrible thing and if don't use it okay and whatever you do don't drink it welcome welcome to chewing the fat 
Florida getting hammered again. No, not the Paul Pelosi kind of hammered, but the hammered from a a hurricane or a tropical storm. Uh, Nicole making landfall, going to cross the state and then head up the West Coast on up into Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, Virginia. It's going to bring some damaging wind and rain, especially for almost the entire state of Florida. So... We're with you, Florida. Sorry, sorry about it, but uh, you should you should make you should make do. Look, it's only look. It was a hurricane, and then it when it made landfall, and then it went real right down category one, right down to a tropical storm. So you got this. Don't worry about it. No, really, you got this. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the flooding and the wind and the destruction of property. Don't worry about that. You're fine. <laughs> Be safe. Please be safe. So yesterday I'm scrolling through, you know, news feeds and I see that they've got this car chase in Los Angeles. Now, anytime there's a car chase in Los Angeles, we've got to go to it live. It's a must. It has to happen. And ABC 7 and their helicopter, uh, live air seven HD, uh, was on the, it was on the scene breaking news pursuit. And I watched the feed. It's a, this feed in my Twitter feed was a minute 48. I do not understand how they let this guy get away. Now, I, I'm going to play the, the, the footage of the original breakout of this guy taking the van and stealing this van and how he got away is incredible. Now, in the end, they continued following this guy and he stole a truck from someone else, ditched this van stole a truck with someone else and then eventually uh was caught in he he fought people uh when he's he he's leave, left the van fought some family for a pickup truck took that pickup truck and took off again then after several crashes uh he came to a rolling stop at a gas station in hacienda heights and you know obviously he's under arrest now the guy who owned the van was at Knott's Berry Farm and he didn't realize and it was, you know, his house was pretty close to where uh, Knott's Berry Farm is. They live in that vicinity. And so he was able to see a lot of the police activity. But uh, this was at his apartment complex where the van was stolen and he didn't know that it was his van until later. <laughs> He talks about seeing all the police activity. We may have to, I may have to talk his interview as well on the news. It was pretty fascinating, but it's amazing to me. So this van is parked. The guy gets in the van and the police officer pulls the car up behind the van. Now the van continues to back up and back up and push the police car away far enough for it to finally get out of there. I don't understand. And I was all the whole time. I'm thinking, well, if the police officer would just pull up, it would continue to block the van. He couldn't get out of there. But apparently when you back off from the, from the camera on the helicopter, uh, you see the police officer is outside of the car. So, and and he's armed, he's got his weapon pulled. Why doesn't he blow out the tire or something? Why are we not stopping this guy? Really strange. 
and then well you know what let's just here's the report from uh this is one of those situations that we have seen in the past get deadly abc7 this is very dangerous obviously that officer has no choice but to use force if his life is in danger but he is waiting for backup and at this point really has very few options available to him here's so he's across the corner the oh okay so wait right. so the helicopter is saying the guy that's armed underneath the tree behind the van is another officer so whoever is driving the police car is an idiot does not been trained well because all you had to do was push the car up against the van every time the van backed into him and tried to push away but he didn't he just kept getting farther and farther away giving the van enough room to get out now two officers not sure if they both came from that same patrol car but I maybe they are out of the car on foot and he is just going okay. back so let's say that the police officers are not idiots they were outside of the car for whatever reason uh and now they're not in the car so the van is continuing to smash the car with no one in it which you know all right fine now he's created some room to escape okay here. there he goes now he backs he's, out he's gonna probably try and ram it now again can't. or do a four-point no. turn and turn it, it around he's he gonna does. turn it all the way around without hitting that tree gotta, and he may have and a he couple does. minutes to do it here because what else what else so they back way out they really don't have many options so the camera backs way out and he's got to go. He's in this complex, this apartment complex, and he's got to go around and past all these other apartments to get out of the complex. All right. So there's this one police officer blocking behind the one that he's hit to get out of the way. And as he's getting away here now, another police officer is coming down that particular road. But what happens? Here comes the backup. Here comes backup. Head to head. This is dangerous. Look at this. A head-on. A head-on situation. Officer. No, it, was, it wasn't It was head-on. The van went around to the police officer. <laughs> the cop stopped with giving him enough room to go around on either side, really, instead of turning sideways, and the van just went past him. So now he's making the turn into the long part of the parking lot at the apartment complex to get up to the get up to the driveway to get out of the complex are there more police officers coming you bet with that patrol car officers out of the vehicle and now he's racing through the subdivision here we go here comes a couple more cops race into this neighborhood look at this and they now it goes underneath the tree but then you see the two officers pull in and they don't pull in far enough to make him go to the right back into the complex. He goes around the police officers that were driving into the entrance way of this complex. So that meant that the exit was still open. And all of those black and whites, those are two. And up over the curb, and he's out. He's out of the complex. Look at Hello. Look at what we are seeing here. He is now back on Coronet <laughs> Avenue after evading four separate black and whites. Unbelievable. I, do, I mean, it's so weird. I don't know what kind of mandate the L.A. police have, but it's a bad mandate if that's what you got. And then he later ditches that van and steals a pickup truck from a family and you know crashes that and pursuits are obviously no fun i'm guess they're you know the object is to not you know the least amount of harm possible during these pursuits i get it i get it and then uh the uh the van owner you know talked about hearing all the commotion which we talked about now he's like um i use my van for work 
which is why it was still parked at the apartment complex. And so uh, I'd like to get it back. Uh, I need to go to work. <laughs> I hope there's not uh, the damage isn't too bad. I hope I can still use it for work and the police still have it. So let's hope that the police give the van back to the guy uh, so that he can actually, I don't know, go to his job and make money to feed his family. And I will say, he talked about a little scam that he had, which I like. Uh, he was saying that he had to walk quite a ways to get to his car with his wife and kids because he parked at a convenience store outside of Knott's Berry Farm because he delivers goods there. That's what he uses his van for, to deliver uh, different goods to convenience stores around the area. And he uh, said I, the owner lets him park there at the convenience store so he doesn't have to pay to park at Knott's Berry Farm. That's so. Uh, I mean, so it's got. It's awesome. That uh, I don't know how long that deal is going to last. Uh, now that he put that out there, but uh, and, and now this are the interview that he did about uh, about the owner uh, was on uh, KTL, uh, which is you know they claim that uh, you know this high speed chase was caught by Sky Five, but the audio that we were listening to earlier was from ABC Seven. So they were all air. <laughs> Just amazing to me that they let this guy get out. But, you know, how do I know? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Well, here we go again. No one is safe. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, the Academy Award winning actor who is, I don't know what, 150 now? No, stop it. He's only 85. Okay, so a woman has filed a lawsuit against Warren Beatty now, alleging that the actor coerced her into having sex with him when she was 14 or 15 years old. Why do we put it like that when she was 14 or 15 years old? Well, this was back in 19... 1973. Okay. Come on now. I know that this is part of the California three-year look-back window, which expires January 1st, 2023. So we're trying to get those lawsuits in, even ones that we, you know, aren't true. Now, Warren hasn't commented. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't said anything. So that makes him guilty. But uh, Christina Charlotte Hirsch, filed the lawsuit in Los Angeles Superior Court. Now, the suit, which is really weird, doesn't cite Beatty by name. It identifies the defendant as having been nominated for an Academy Award for his role as Clyde in Bonnie and Clyde. Um, that's Warren Beatty. Uh, the female, who now lives in Louisiana, alleges that Beatty met her on a movie set where he paid undue attention to her, commented on her looks, and gave her his phone number. She alleges that Beatty called her numerous times in 1973, invited her to the hotel where he was living, and brought her on car rides. Oh, okay. Now, back in 73, Beatty was probably, what, 30, 35 years old, something like that. And apparently he offered to help her with her homework and commented on her several times about her losing her virginity. Uh -huh. According to the suit, the defendant used his position and status as an adult and a Hollywood movie star to coerce sexual contact with plaintiff on multiple occasions, including oral sex, simulated sex, and finally coerced 
sexual intercourse with the minor child. The suit states that Hirsch was initially thrilled by the attention and believed she was in a romantic relationship with him. And now she's seeking psychological, mental, and or she's complaining uh, for about, she wants compensation for psychological, mental, and emotional distress. Well, why would you have that? Well, I've had difficulty interacting with people and positions of authority as a result of the sexual abuse and I've suffered issues with trust and control have you have you okay so she's represented by uh, Michael Reck and uh, Michael Finnegan of the law firm Jeff Anderson and Associates who has handled numerous child sex abuse cases involving the Catholic Church and the Boy Scouts of America so there you have it no one is safe uh, Warren Beatty's people and Warren himself has not commented. The man is 85 years old. Uh, this happened in 1973, if it happened at all. I'm willing to bet that Warren's going to say, yeah, I knew the girl. We were on a film set and uh, I was nice to her. That's it. Have a nice day. Probably what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, does she get some money for this just for alleging? I don't know. Uh, uh, my gut reaction would be tell her to take a hike if it's not true but on the other hand you know you want it to go away so here's a couple of bucks hey, shut up so uh, just uh, we will follow this case here on chewing the fat I promise so yesterday we talked about how Americans are moving to Mexico at the fastest pace on record with permits to temporarily live in the country um, up 85% from the year before COVID. And Mexico is saying, yeah, hey, what a great place it is to live. Well, this is another example of that. Uh, the mayor of the hometown of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. <laughs> uh, the mayor of the hometown of El Chapo in the state of uh, Sinaloa is planning to open a narco museum to showcase its drug trafficking history and royalty. Man, doesn't that make you want to move to Mexico? All the main drug lords are going to be there from the Sinaloa cartel. <laughs> Will they have their separate rooms? Are they going to be shown off in one big giant room? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't say. It just says all the main drug lords from the Sinaloa cartel are going to be there, including uh, Ismael El Mayo Zamala. Uh, co-founder of the Sinaloa cartel, who, by the way, still remains at large, and uh, Rafael Carro Quintero, who recently was arrested. He was the one who was behind, allegedly, killing of the DEA, DEA agent. Uh, and they would be brought together in Abataguato, Sinaloa. So the town's mayor, Jose Pazel Lopez, said that this is going to happen. We can't deny the history of this town. We shouldn't be scarred by a museum of drug trafficking. And on the contrary, this will bring economic benefit to the city. So, the import, look, the importance of the drug trade to Sinaloa cannot be overstated. And many there see the likes of El Chapo and El Mayo and Carlo Quintero as local heroes who went from rags to riches through the cocaine, weed, meth, heroin, and fentanyl empires that they built so man does that make me want to move to mexico in particular move to the state of sinaloa and the particular city metagorato sinaloa <laughs> oh man
man, does that sound like a place to go. Speaking of cartels, I see where uh, more than 40 black leaders and journalists reportedly have demanded a meeting with MSNBC president Rashida Jones, who is also black. I'm pretty sure that's the case. They're pissed over the cancellation of Tiffany Cross. (laughs) So I guess the NAACP president, Derek Johnson, and Jamal Hill were among the signators who reached out to MSNBC and said, uh, you guys need to, you know, hire Tiffany Cross back. And uh, we're deeply disappointed in the abrupt cancellation of the Cross connection and the unexpected ouster of its host just four days before a critical midterm election. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, given the undeniable rise of fascism and persistent threats to democracy we face in the current moment, NBC should be unrelenting force for truth and the safe harbor for voices like Mrs. Cross, I'm sorry, Ms. Cross, uh, MS period Cross, as well as those with whom she shared her broad and popular platform. Even if that's true, which we know that it probably isn't, Uh, It's reported that she was uh, canned for repeated bad behavior on and off the air and bad judgment. So I want MSNBC to tell these people who are upset with them about the canning of an employee. Thank you very much. We're happy that you watch our network. We're sorry that uh, you're, you'll be disappointed that there is no Tiffany Cross on our network. Uh, perhaps you can uh, do something else with her. But she's not working here at MSNBC. Have a nice day. Do you think that's going to happen? Or are we going to get Tiffany Cross back on MSNBC? Going to happen. Tiffany Cross back on NBC. Going to happen. Tiffany Cross back on MSNBC. I'm leaning toward... Tiffany Cross back on MSNBC. All right, today's Fat Five, the Chewing the Fat Daily Fat Five. Just uh, five headlines to... uh, that you need to be aware of. You can take with you uh, anywhere, just so you're just so you're aware of them. That's all. The, the chewing the fat daily fat five. Um, CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart agree to pay thirteen billion dollars over opioids. The pharmacy chains have reached a tentative deal to settle thousands of lawsuits brought by state and local governments that accuse them of contributing to the opioid epidemic. If the deal goes through. CVS and Walgreens will each cough up about $5 billion, and Walmart will drop about $3 billion. Isn't that special? Uh, speaking of other big companies, uh, Amazon earned uh, the dubious distinction of becoming the first public company to lose $1 trillion in market value after its market cap sank to 879 billion dollars from the house almost two billion two trillion company 
Wow. In July of 2021, it was $1.9 trillion. We were talking about Amazon being a $2 trillion company. And now it's under a trillion? What is happening at Amazon? I don't know. Well, Bezos is gone. Right? He's not the CEO anymore. Maybe that's it, I guess. Uh, Paul Allen, another big company guy, uh, co-founder of uh, Microsoft. They just sold his art collection. Paul Allen's art collection auctioned off for more than a billion dollars. Wow. I mean, Paul Allen's art collection is worth more. Well, it's not worth more than Amazon. <laughs> oh, the art collection isn't worth a trillion. Never mind. Uh, and we <laughs> uh, that's funny. It's worth more than a lot of winner, though. Uh, Volvo plans to only sell electric cars by 2030. Isn't that special? We're not going to sell any more gas-powered cars. We're only going to sell electric cars. Now, the first one that's going to be available is going to be about $80,000, and it's going to be an SUV. So we've got that to look forward to. I can't wait. And number five in today's Daily Fat Five, Chewing the Fat Fat Five, a judge has blocked Penguin Random House's acquisition of its publishing rival, Simon & Schuster. Penguin Random House and its parent company will appeal, yeah, I bet, because they want to uh, they want to be together. But uh, a judge was like, uh, uh, that doesn't seem right that there'd be no more competition. It'd just be Penguin Random House. There would be no more competition, so that's not really a good thing. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, they'll probably give in, and it'll just be one great big publishing house. Yay! So who died today? Who died today? Well, he actually died uh, on October 9th uh, from lymphoma, uh, Tony DeLuca. But he died again today because he was reelected in the state legislature of Pennsylvania. And they had to tell everybody, yeah, that's great, but he's dead. So we're just going to have a runoff uh, to win. It was apparently... Uh, he died in October and October 9th. And so it was too late to take his name off the ballot. So, okay. Uh, sure. We got you. It was too late to take his name off the ballot. And there's no way to tell people, Hey, if you're voting for this particular office, that guy's dead. (laughs) Uh, so no, they could not, uh, you know, they, uh, His commitment to the Democratic values, uh, the Pennsylvania House of Democrats were were great. And we were happy that uh, he was was proud to have served in the state legislature for 39 years. And so congratulations to Tony DeLuca, uh, who was voted back into office, but he's dead. So Tony DeLuca dead again. At the age of 85. I see, speaking of being dead, I see the headline where a hospice nurse uh, allegedly amputated a dying man's frostbitten foot and planned to put it on display at her, uh, at her shop because she wanted to say, hey, wear your boots, kid. She has a, a taxidermy shop. The big, I mean, taxidermy is, uh, we're hearing more and more about the old taxidermist. Anyway, uh, she was going to put that on display 
wear your boots kids now that is not really true when you read this story there's i i I find that very difficult to believe it was only said that they were going to do that because so she's helping this uh, she's a hospice nurse and she's working at this spring valley health rehab center in wisconsin and if you're not sure where that is it's about 230 miles west of green bay duh and so sometime in march Uh, There was a man who was admitted to the facility with severe frostbite in both feet after the heat in his home had gone out. Huh. But we'll be hearing more and more about that. I'll tell you that as price costs increase of uh, heating. Uh, But uh, I digress. Uh, So the staff determined that the man was near death. And so the uh, director of nursing at the center said the tissue in the foot that Brown reportedly what had removed had become necrotic and the foot was dead foul smelling and was held on only by a tendon which you know would be nasty so another nurse described the foot as black like a mummy i didn't realize that a mummy was black but you got it black like a mummy so the patient died in june and the cause of death has not been disclosed yet But the medical examiner assigned to the case uh, said that, uh, yeah, hey, uh, the foot was amputated. Uh, It was no longer attached to the body. But it was lying right next to him, next to the bed. So the lady, that whole going to display it at the shop is all BS. So they decided to question the nurse and say, hey, how come the foot was detached? Lay it on the bed. Well, you know what? I went ahead and cut it off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah the foot was in bad condition and it just looked bad and smelled bad and i was just sick of looking at that stupid thing so i went ahead and just cut it off i used some scissors sure uh you know it hurt a lot (laughs) one of the unnamed nurses who assisted in the procedure claimed the patient was in agony the entire time uh yeah but they apparently the procedure was not performed correctly. I mean, well, correctly, you, you cut the tendon, right? So the man's tendon had been cut with scissors, and then you know it was there it goes. It's done with the it's gone with the leg. Have a nice day. It's off. Now this is where it talks about the taxidermy shop. There are allegations that she planned to steal the foot and put it on display in her family's taxidermy shop with the sign saying, wear your boots, kids. That's just somebody being funny. I'm sorry, that's not true. Uh, Sorry, the foot was placed in a plastic bag and stored in a freezer so that it was returned to the body after the man passed away. So it was done with love and care. Now, apparently, this particular nurse is no longer employed there so you don't have to worry if you have family or friends at the spring valley health rehabilitation center in spring valley wisconsin about 230 miles west of green bay you don't have to worry uh she's gone we gave her the we gave her the boot we put a foot up her butt and told her to get out of here (laughs) so i guess there's still an investigation going on according to this now she's charged with physical abuse of an elder person intentionally causing great bodily harm and mayhem she could get 40 years in prison stop it 
stop it. I don't know that I want one of my family members foot, feet cut off, but it was hanging by a tendon. Everybody knew that it was dead and he was close to dying. And if it eased his pain a little, then that's what she's supposed to be doing as a hospice nurse. But a lot of people don't really see it that way. So as I'm sitting here, I see a story just come across come across the wire, and it talks about uh, federal officials in New York today announced the unsealing of a three count complaint charging two members of an armed robbery crew operating in the Bronx with robbery, conspiracy to commit robbery, brandishing a firearm during and in relation to a crime of violence. Pablo Armando Valenzuela and Aaron Miller stole more than $800,000 worth of jewelry while armed with a firearm, bear spray, and hammers. Um, They were both arrested and presented before the magistrate. Uh, Defendants and their co-conspirators committed violent robbery using any weapons they could get their hands on that left employees of the jewelry store injured. I mean, these guys are absolutely dirtbags. There's no question. And they carried out a robbery at a jewelry store. They stole more than $800,000 in merchandise. They trashed the business, injured employees. They keep throwing out there by using bear spray. Why is this a federal offense? It never, it doesn't say anywhere in this story why this is a federal case. It talks about today's charges reflect our commitment to safeguarding the people and businesses of New York City does it but okay so you say so and our relentless pursuit of anyone who would seek to do harm for them okay that's great and uh, that's wonderful and i appreciate that coming from the new york police department police commissioner but i would still like to know why this is a federal crime uh they the robbery took place in the bronx people were harmed in the bronx they were arrested in new york why is this a federal crime but it's just me I know, bad guys, I got it, bad guys, I got it, okay, bad guys. So the inflation is uh, best for some, but not for all. I mean, it's nice and even now, sure. I mean, we were told today that uh, inflation has slowed. Uh, It's slowed to 7.7% over the past 12 months, so that's According to this, easing some pressure on households and economy. Is it? Is it? Okay. All right. If you say so, sure. I believe anything you tell me. Uh, Congratulations to Giselle Bunchen. She actually just bought a new place across the little waterway from Tom. Now, she bought that other place that's a dump we talked about uh, last week. Remember she bought the little place over there on Surfside for like $1.25 million? Apparently, now I, I did a little investigating because I couldn't believe that this was she was actually buying this place because uh, it's too small for her. What is she gonna, she's not going to live there. Apparently, it's going to be office space. So I bet you this is a place for her due person to live. Look, I bought you a place, all right, over there on Surfside. Cost me $1.25 million. It's a cute little place. It was like, I forget, it was like 1,800 square feet or something. Yeah, so look, I bought you a place. That's for her new girl. I bet you that, you know, her her office space. 
That's where her dude girl is going to live. Guaranteed. Anyway, so she buys a new place over there uh, off the island, off Billionaire's Island or Millionaire's Island or whatever the hell it's called there down in Miami, uh, Indian Creek Island, where they all hang out and live. And it's a private place and it's wonderful. So she bought this new place, 11.5 million mansion, directly across the creek from Tom. <laughs> That'll be great. So she it's 6,600 square foot home. Uh, direct view of uh, Tom's house or their house once their house because that place is still under construction. They bought that place, knocked down the original place and the new eco-friendly house is still under construction. So maybe, you know, maybe they just, uh, when the kid, when it's time for the kids to come over, they just put them on a little rowboat and let them row over to the dock, you know, just kind of shove them off and they meet them at the dock when they, when they lodge in. That's probably how they, that way they don't have to drive anywhere. They just push him across the waterway. That could work. Yeah, that could definitely work. So her new place, pretty sweet. 18,400 square feet, uh, 25 foot ceilings, views of a wide waterway, plus Indian Creek Island, which is hello, which is gorgeous and private, uh, features five bedrooms, seven bathrooms. Boy, when the kids are there, it's going to get crowded though. It also has a large outdoor pool, home theater, office, gym, playroom and an eat-in kitchen i hope that we have an eat-in kitchen that opens up to a patio the master bedroom is on the ground floor and features his and hers bath and is located on a private cul-de-sac offering uh, giselle and the kids more privacy well yeah it's on a private island and it's in a down the, the private drive okay yeah great okay so tom i guess is keeping the indian creek island place there, it's billionaire bunker is what the island is called. So, I mean, everybody lives there, right? We know, you know, Ivanka and Jared live there, and Carl Icahn, and so many, so many more of the billionaires all live there. So, I doubt Tom is going to get rid of that place. And he, I mean, remember they? I told you they bought the place. They bought. They had like a like a five thousand square foot garage on the property, and that's what it is now. They tore that down. Uh, that's got to go. Uh, no. Uh, we're buying this and the property, but no, that 5,772 square feet place there, that has got to go. Okay. Have a nice day. I don't want to see it anymore. So they're doing okay. Should be fun to watch, uh, watch what happens with Giselle and Tom over the years. I guess it's fine. You know, they'll be fine. Divorce sucks. Everything gets easier with time. You can quote me on that. Everything gets easier with time. Divorce still sucks. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see the kids, you know, use their little powerboat to jet over to dad's house and jet back to mom's house. And it'll be, you know, it'll be they'll be fun. They'll just remember those times like good times. <laughs> it'll be good times. Remember when mom and dad got a divorce and we had to, you know, use our little boat to go back and forth. They probably all will have their own little boat, their own little jet ski, their own little boat to go back and forth. That's what you need to do. So, okay, you get the bigger boat. You're the oldest. You get the bigger boat. So that's, you know, that's good news. And the two from Giselle and Tom, and then you got the other one from Tom and uh, What's-Her-Face up in New York. You know, Blue Blood Star. That's her stupid name. Oh, uh, Bridget Monahan. Yeah, uh, they've got the kid Jack with Bridget. And then they've got the two kids that uh, Giselle and Tom had, right? Uh, Benjamin and Vivian. 
So, who gets the bigger boat? You decide. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.